podcast as always i am your host smitty back with another one man and you know we've been going for a little while but as you know you know those of you who know me personally it is august it is my birthday month and i just did not want to feel the pressure to keep pumping out some episodes when i'm trying to enjoy my birthday month and be lit and be merry and just celebrate life you know I'm 28 now, I'm getting older, and everyone asks me, they're like, yo, you know, you're 28, you're getting up there, you're growing, blah, 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 and I just be like, yo, it's a blessing, man, like, to be able to get older, to be able to still have life in your body, just getting old is a blessing, and I know a lot of people in their 20s, like, getting older brings about a lot of little anxiousness, because it's like, oh, man, I'm gonna be 30, and you think 30 is downhill after that, but getting older is really a blessing, and I'm blessed to be able to be here, man, you know, I've had a lot of friends who haven't had the luxury to get older you know you lose people along the way different things happen but it's a blessing man to get older so 28 finna be great (laughs) throw it on a t-shirt but this episode is definitely meant to share a little bit of myself uh reflecting back on my birthday and how i was able to get to this point where i'm at now where i enjoy my birthday And I was able to do something for my birthday, have people there and just fully enjoy it because my birthday historically for me has something that it's been something for me that I've really not enjoyed. And it's kind of weird. You're like, oh, why would you not enjoy your birthday? Like that's a day that's all about you. And if you know me, I don't really like attention, so I don't ever really want anything to be all about me. Um, It's very rare that I would want something like that. But what the reality behind it is when I was younger, you know, sharing this story, I almost lost my mother on my birthday. I think I was like 12 or 13. And I remember that day so vividly. It was like raining outside. It was dark. It was gloomy. Like it it was just and for whatever reason, it always would rain on my birthday when I was younger. Never understood why, because we in the middle of the summer, you think it would be like beautiful out. So it was always some kind of rain coming. And my mom went to the hospital. She, I remember the ambulance coming, her getting put into the ambulance, going to the hospital, all of those different things. And I remember saying, like, this is the worst birthday ever. Like, you know, when you're a little kid and you're like, hmm. Like, I remember sitting in the kitchen. I'm like, this is the worst birthday ever. And, like, not really knowing, like, it shouldn't be about me in that moment. It should be about my mom. You know, because she's going through a lot. But that's like that's the only way I knew how to express myself at that time was like this is the worst birthday ever. And I remember one of her colleagues, one of her friends came to the house and sat with me and my brothers while she was in the hospital because it's like we need us. We couldn't be. She didn't want us there with her experiencing that, but we couldn't be home by ourselves. We wasn't at that age yet. So. You know, I just remember sitting in the house and just being out of the loop. Like, I don't know what's going on with my mom. I don't know what's happening with her and all these different things. Um, But she was really in that hospital fighting, man. It was to the point where they they weren't giving her much time to, like, be here. Like, it was it was it was imminent. Like, she was about to be gone and I wasn't about to have a mother. (laughs) And that was a lot. That was a lot. And she shared with us. She was like she sat in that hospital and was like, God, if you spare my life. And it wasn't even for her. She was like, if you spare my life just so I could be there for my children to raise my children, I'll do whatever you need me to do. I'll serve you. I'll go to great lengths for you, whatever it is you need me to do, Lord. And he spared my mom. And I'm blessed to say that she's still here with us. She still she was able to raise her family and do everything that she set out to do. And I'm thankful. I'm grateful for that. But 
that moment, that impact, that trauma stuck with me forever. And in the beginning, I didn't know that that's why I wasn't liking my birthday. It would just come around and I just wouldn't be excited. But that lack of excitement was attributed to what happened that day. So now it wasn't until I got older and like I, I realized this is why I don't like my birthday. But I wasn't doing anything about it. I was just content with not liking my birthday because it's like, oh, it's whatever. I don't really want to do nothing. Like my birthday will come around and as people are like, yeah, what you want to do? You want to do this? You want to do that? I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't want to do nothing. Eh. And like as quickly as my birthday would come, I would just want it to go. Like I wouldn't want to do anything, not even with my friends or whatever. Like the most I would ever want to do is just we go out to eat. We come back home and I would just limit it to my family. I wouldn't even want to do it with my friends. That's how much my birthday like just brought up that trauma and anxiety in me. So uh, I, I realized that I need to start taking a more active approach to my birthday. So it started with last year. I was supposed to take a trip to Thailand. I was supposed to, you feel me? It was all booked, all paid for. I was going to go and I'm out. But of course, you know, we in a whole pandemic panoramic situation um, with no clear cut end in sight. So that, that was, that was shut down. It was slow for that. Wasn't nobody taking no trips to Asia last year. It was, it was very much slow for that. So uh, Thailand did not happen, but they refunded us for the plane tickets. And then we had a voucher for the land travel, whatever, however the travel agent explained it. So we had to roll that over into next year. Bang. So then fast forward, not even fast forward also with that. So the trip was canceled, but my girlfriend and my family still wanted to do something for me for my birthday. And it was supposed to be a surprise. And if you know me, I hate surprises. I really do. They just breed anxiety. I hate surprises. Don't ever throw me no surprise party. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, of course me being me, I found out, um, not cause nobody told me, but because I went in the garage and there's boxes in the garage and I'm like, what, what are these boxes for? And then you look in the boxes and it's chairs and I'm like, why do we got two boxes of like 25 chairs in each box? Like we about to throw a party or something. And then I'm like, then we ordered tables and I'm like, okay, why do we have tables? And I'm putting two and two together and I'm like, nah, y'all not about to throw me no surprise party. So I shut it all down <laughs> and they was upset. They was tight, uh, especially my girlfriend. Cause she had put a lot of effort into that, but I was like, that's not, it's what she wanted for me. But it wasn't what I wanted for myself and it wasn't what I was comfortable with or OK with. So as much as she meant well, if and this is just advice for anybody like you can mean well, but if somebody's not in the space to receive what you're trying to give them. It may go left <laughs> and that's exactly what happened this time I, I found out and I'm like, yeah, we got to talk about this, <laughs> um, this whole surprise situation. Nah, <laughs> like it, it, it's clips for that. Cut that out. So that was it was a no for that. And my birthday that year, I don't even remember what I did. Like, that's how uneventful, like I made the situation. Um, So my birthday was definitely still a lot for me last year. And it still kind of is. But we fast forward to my brother David's birthday. So that was this April this year. He turned 30. Beautiful thing, man. My brother getting older. It's a blessing, like we say. So we um, family and friends are there. Great time. Everybody's enjoying themselves. Eat, drink, be merry, all that fun stuff. And at that party, you know, this story about 
me canceling the whole party last year, I shared it. Me and Tashika was talking to Gordon about it, my friend Gordon. And mind you, I didn't want to share that with Gordon. Tashika was just lit and started talking. He was like, yeah, we were supposed to do something for Jordan. And <laughs> and then spilled it. So now I'm like, okay, now I have to explain myself as to why I canceled the whole party for myself to my friends. So like, all right, I was transparent because I'm not going to lie to nobody. And I told him, I said, my birthday bring about a whole lot of anxiety. And I said, I, I, I couldn't really handle that. So I canceled it. And I said, I'm not really one for surprises. No way. So, uh, no. So, but I did in that moment promise to the both of them. I don't even know if they remember it because everybody was lit. But that I was going to take a more active approach for my birthday and that the following year I would do something. So this year being that year, I did something. <laughs> um, I didn't necessarily want to in the beginning, but I was like, I told myself I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So I had a little cookout party situation. Um, and I was I was lit. <laughs> I was lit. I had fun and I definitely enjoyed myself. Um, there was good food, good music, good energy, good people. Uh, my friends came, even coworkers, people I met this summer, like they came, pulled up, showed up and showed out. Family came. My dad was able to be there. You know, it was just a good all around situation, man. And everybody thoroughly enjoyed themselves. I was laughing, enjoying it. And it was great for me to be able to be in a space where like I'm enjoying my birthday now. And it's like, I can have people there who genuinely want to see me happy and be happy with them about me. <laughs> you know, like I could be happy with everybody about other things, but being happy with them about me and celebrating me and just taking that moment, like just to celebrate myself, like that's foreign to me. Like I'm one who's like, tries to be really humble and don't really like, I don't like the attention. I just like playing low key being in the background. So to have a whole situation and everybody's there for me, like celebrating me, that was major. Cause I didn't old me could not do that, but I'm trying to be a different person. I'm trying to be better about a lot of different things, man. Um, and even then it was a little rough. I had a little small, little, you know, anxiety moment. You feel me? I had to sneak away and go to the front and go talk <laughs> to go talk to somebody. Cause I, I was freaking out a little bit. The anxiety was kicking in. Like, yo, what if nobody shows up? What if nobody want to be here? Do my friends really like, <laughs> you know, stuff like that, that just plays in your mind. And I was like, yo, Smitty, you good. Get it together. You're going to be all right. Cause sometimes them thoughts like them irrational, they, they don't even be based on nothing, but they just, it's just these fears that come to you and they grip you. So definitely had to take a time out, a little pause for the cause for that man. But all in all, it was a dope experience. Um, and not just with the party, I was still able to do a trip, you know, uh, because Thailand wasn't going to do that again. Even if they allowed us to do it, I was like, I'm not going to Thailand again. That's just too much work. I don't want to do all that. So I was like, I want to stay in the country, but I don't want to just go to like Atlanta or Miami. Like, you know, people, especially my age, everybody go to Miami and everybody go to Atlanta and everybody, you know, it's like, there's other things in America to enjoy other than South beach. So I was like, I, I want to do something different. And I, I really wanted to see the grand Canyon. So I was like, me and Tashik were figuring it out, trying to figure out what we're going to do for this trip. And I was like, I want to go to the grand Canyon and her being her. She's like, what, what? <laughs> like, cause to her, it's not a vacation. If it's not white sand and beaches. And to me, 
the world is so much more than white sand and beaches. Like I'm, I'm thoroughly for the experience and to be able to see things like that. Most people don't get to see, like you could get a beach and some water almost anywhere, you know, but not everybody. Like there's one grand Canyon. There's a ton of countries that got white beaches and clear water, but there's one grand Canyon and it's here, (laughs) you know? So I was like, I want to see the grand Canyon. So after some convincing, (laughs) <laughs> we was able to do that when we was talking to the travel agent she was like oh yeah well what you could do um is you could fly into vegas stay in vegas for a day go to the grand canyon it's like a three four hour drive and then come back stay in vegas again and then come home and i was like oh you be thinking like this year you you doing your job lady uh i forget her name but she work at triple a in fairfield shout out to her you need a trip go to her <laughs> but it was lit. So we flew in, got to Vegas, and Vegas is different, yo. Like, they don't prepare you. Like, you know it's hot, but they don't prepare you for how hot it is. It was literally 105 degrees or hotter every day we was there. And I'm talking to the Uber driver, who's like, yeah, man, you know, I, can't, I moved out here from Compton, like, in 2014. And you don't ever get used to the heat. It just is what it is, bro. I've been out here this long. You don't ever get used to it. He said, this is actually a cool day. And mind you, it was 105. He said, this is actually a cool day. The other day, it was 127. And I'm like, nah, no way. <laughs> no way. I'm, like, what do you do when it's 127 degrees? I'm Nah. Nah. Can't do it. Can't do it. So, but Vegas was an experience, man. And then. The Grand Canyon obviously was my favorite part of the whole situation. But another thing that they don't prepare you for or really tell you about is the elevation. I was because, you know, we talk about Denver, Colorado, mile high city elevation, blah, 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 blah. Cool. The Grand Canyon, even though it's a big old hole in the ground, is at a higher elevation than Denver. Like it was. The elevation was about, I think it was over 7,000 feet above sea level. And now I come from Bridgeport, Connecticut. We're three feet above sea level. (laughs) So I was over over a mile above sea level, like a mile and a half, something like that. I did not know elevation sickness was a thing. The elevation is so high and the air is so dry, like just talking, regular conversation, your mouth start getting dry. And the air is so thin, you get less oxygen per breath that you just be out of breath for no reason. You be sitting there, say two words and you out of breath. You start walking out. You do anything. You're out of breath and you start getting headaches. You could get lightheaded. You start feeling different low, like feel the air pressure on your chest. It's different. yo. It's very different. After like two days, you start getting used to it. But you got to drink mad water and just adjust. And they do not tell you about that until you get there and you're like yo something about me don't feel right right now but um the the arizona and the grand canyon was literally my favorite experience like i went and we stopped at a rest stop to put air in the tires because the rental of the car the going from that extreme heat to like 75 degrees the air pressure in the tires changed so we stopped had to put air in the tires and we stopped at this rest stop in like the middle of nowhere in the forest and I walked in and it was run by Native American people. And like as much as that don't sound like nothing to a lot of people, to me, that was everything because I've never met a Native American person in my life. 
So that was huge. The fact that I would like that was everything to me. The only time you really see Native American people, to my experience, was on television or like you see them in your history books. But like to meet a Native American person and like I'm on your land. I was like, yo, this was it was everything to me. So I walk in there and I'm talking to the young man and I had to use the bathroom. So I was like, yeah, can I um, can I use your bathroom? So he gives me this big stick with a key on the end of it. And he was like, yeah, go outside, take a right and follow the brick path. And I'm like, Oh shit, it's getting mystical out here. <laughs> like It's getting different out here. So I follow the brick path and it's this outhouse bathroom type situation. And as I'm trying to, and it's raining at this moment. So it's, it's, it's a lot going on, but I'm out here being one with nature is getting crazy. So I'm trying to unlock the door with this key and the keys getting stuck. And all you hear is coyotes and like not even in the distance there's like a fence maybe like 15 feet from me and on the other side of that fence it's at least three four coyotes and i'm like i got to get out of here i gotta go like it was too deep in nature for me it was a beautiful experience but i was too deep in nature right so then Fast forward and we're in the Grand Canyon. We go to see everything. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. I encourage everybody to go at least once, at least once. But it's it's not even just for the scenery, but like just the nature. Like that you see animals that you don't normally see. I've seen a moose for the first time, like just out, just chilling. Like it's it's a dope experience, man. So would I go back? Yeah. 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 I encourage everybody to go, man. Grand Canyon's lit. Vegas is fun. Um, but I definitely say go to the Grand Canyon and just see and experience different things, man. Um, but it it was dope. I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I'm able to take that active approach to my birthday, man. And just, you know, like the the overall overarching theme of this is that you can experience things at a young age that really grip you, can have an effect on you that you may not even be aware about. But once you do become aware of it, you got to take that active approach to like handle that situation, overcome it and just body it, man. Because looking back on it, there's so many years of my life where I could have had amazing experiences and shared great time with great people to celebrate myself and my birthday. But I didn't because of not being able to work past something. And now that I'm taking that approach to work past it, I can sit here and say, like, for the rest of my life, I'm going to do everything I can to keep having great birthdays, great times with great people and surround myself with people that love me. And you don't want to rob yourself of that opportunity because of something that you haven't worked past yet or you keep sweeping it under the rug or like you got a little grudge with somebody or family this or problems that you want to work past all that because we're not here forever. Time is very limited. If it's anything that I keep trying to remind myself we're here for a, a short time man you know what's that quote we here for a good time not a long time so you got to take <laughs> take life by the horns man and just enjoy it be blessed be merry surround yourself with people that love you and just continue to push forward man so i appreciate y'all listening we back and better than ever man thank you for taking the time to support this podcast shout out to all my dailies out there and until next time peace